Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Happy New Year, church. I love church. Man, I love being in the presence of God. I love reminding myself how good God is. I love reminding the devil of his future. You know, the devil's got plans for you too. Not good plans. Plans to steal and kill and destroy and thwart the good plans of God. But God is so good that he sent his son Jesus. And it does say that if he would send Jesus, there's nothing he wouldn't do. If he would give his best, there's nothing he won't withhold. But what I love, what I love about church, it's an opportunity for us to exchange what we're operating in, which might not be God's good plans. Listen, God's good plans aren't just faded. It's not just guaranteed that they're gonna happen. He wants them to happen. He paid a great price for you to see them happen. And yet, oftentimes, we live subject to nefarious plans, things that are contrary to God's best. And our job as believers is coming out of agreement, coming out of being subject to being, uh, to being up under the plans of the enemy and coming into agreement with the good plans. It's Shredder Sunday. We're going to be enforcing the good plans of God. We're going to be breaking agreement with everything contrary to his good plans. Are you ready for that? It's gonna be an amazing Sunday. One more time, let's honor God. Such a great, great, great Father. We love you, God. We honor you. Uh, love our worship team. My gosh. Got the handsome Terry up here. Nate. Always, I just could stare at Nate and I feel closer to God. I believe God loves musicians. I just do, man. I've just wanted to be one, I think, maybe. Secretly, deep down. She, she gave me that, like, empathetic, I know, hun. I know you wanted to be one, honey. But you're not. <laughs> High five a couple people. Tell them today is going to be a wonderful, wonderful Sunday. Nine a.m. is a little crazy at uh, I, I yeah. I don't know about you, but our household was struck down with the the flu. This oh my gosh, it was unbelievable. And I know there's a lot of us that aren't feeling great right now. Um, you either uh, have been haven't been feeling great, and I just want you to know, as a man, the flu is much more difficult. I just need to communicate. I don't know what it is. It's scientifically proven that as a man, it's more difficult to catch a cold. Yeah. One of my heroes, one of my heroes is uh, 
the most interesting man in the world from the Dos Equis commercial. You know what I mean? Famous for all kinds of things, like in museums, he's allowed to touch the art. His pillow is cool on both sides. You know that guy? And he says, you know, I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I prefer Dos Equis. I heard he said one time, I don't always get sick, but when I do, all will suffer with me. It's the man flu and it's a thing. Uh, Shredder Sunday, and um, first Shredder Sunday here in the Treasure Valley. And I want you to know that we are in a season of firsts. Every time we meet here, it's the first time we've done it. And we haven't had a Christmas service here until last Sunday. And uh, now it's our New Year's Eve service, our Shredder service Sunday. Next, we next week, we'll have our first ever Vision Sunday. I just texted Pastor Jurgen this, um, this morning and made sure that I could share this, but he will be here next Sunday for Vision Sunday. And he's actually coming up <clears throat> to celebrate Tyler Sonata and just be a part of that family. And we're all still processing a lot of that as a family. And, and, um, and but Pastor Jurgen is going to be up here. And we asked, hey, would you mind sticking around and preaching on Sunday? And so he's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way. Thanks for the invitation. And so get ready. Um, nobody, in fact, of all the things that I would say that Pastor Jurgen carries is vision. He's a visionary. And I feel like God is looking for visionaries. He's looking for people. You know, like one of my favorite songs we sing is, Do You See What I See? And oftentimes when God would find prophets or seers in the Old Testament, he would say, what do you see? And they'd say, oh, I see a jar of clay, or I, I see this, or I see a valley of dry bones. And God would say, you see well. And what I believe God wants us to do is become people who see well. Sometimes vision isn't necessarily what you see with your eyes. It's your perception of what you see. That means God could show you his will, but you have all these preconceived things. Your processor doesn't process his vision properly. And so before we do Vision Sunday, we need to do Shredder Sunday. Shredder is where we're breaking contract, coming out of agreement, identifying issues that are keeping us from all the things God wants to show us. God is a deliverer of your life from things that don't belong into his incredible, perfect will. So the name of today's message is Jesus Shreds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. And I, before I get into the word, we have a lot of the word today. And um, I wanted to just, I looked up the word shred, and I was trying to get, I know, I know you, babe, I was trying to win you over. I've had the man flu this last week, and I haven't been very attractive. So I thought if I could do anything to woo my wife back into my good graces, she likes definitions. One, 
one definition was to like to play an electric guitar with great skill. Tyson, Shredder, Shredder Tyson. Um, another I loved was to ski, huh? Or engage in a board sport such as snowboarding, skateboarding, surfing with exceptional skill. One of the things I'm dealing with and processing, it might even be on my card here, is that I'm disappointed that there's not enough snow right now. If it's going to be cold, at least snow. But that's not necessarily the shredding that we want to talk about today. The main definitions of shredding is to cut or to tear something. Another is to come apart or break into shreds, okay? But one of this other one is demolish, to demolish something. I love this. It's like a legal term. Shredding is a legal term, and it's, I, I read one of the things that said is the brilliant defense attorney shredded the witness's accusations. So I want us to think through that context, and then I'm going to share a few scriptures that talk about Jesus in the light of shredding, okay? Now, we're going to start in Matthew 25, 45, 46, 50, and 52. We're going to spend some time there. Then most, most of our scripture is going to be out of Colossians. And if you haven't read the book of Colossians, I highly, highly recommend it. I know we just started a new Bible in a year plan. Did anybody finish 2023? Very proud. I know. I know. Part of us are happy for you. Shredder Sunday is going to process the other parts that we feel towards you that finish everything you start. But Melissa texted me last night that she had finished a day early. God. I didn't even open my Bible with the man flu. I, you know what? When you have the man flu, babe, you can't even read. Like your eyes don't work. Nothing works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, your eyes only work when you're laying there watching a movie. Something about it. It's science. Ah. I want to catch this, though, and I want us to hear about Jesus and learn a little bit about he was the shredder, and, and we have shredder machines up here. I want you to know we imported them from Jerusalem. They're holy. They're holy. If you don't see just a glow, they're just powerful. Like, And, and all the hope of your freedom is in these, these shredders. No, all your hope is in Jesus. And so I want to bring some biblical teaching around who he was and what he did and what he came to do. In fact, in fact, before we jump into Matthew, let's go back up to Luke. Let's do Luke 4, okay? And it said, then Jesus returned to Galilee filled with the Holy Spirit's power. And I want you to understand something about Jesus is he was filled with the Holy Spirit's power. 
He, didn't, he wasn't just a teacher. He wasn't just a good man. He wasn't just a moral man. He was the son of God filled without measure with the spirit of God. So catch this. He returned to Galilee filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. He taught regularly in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath. I like this about Jesus. He commonly was at church. You want to be like Jesus? Get to church. Be consistent. Maybe 2024 is the year of consistency in being in the house of God. I can't tell you, we don't miss church. Well, we can't. We're the pastors now. But even before we were, we, went, we prioritized it. Because things happen here. He went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. This is out of Isaiah 61. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Then he rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. The scriptures you've just reheard, that the spirit of the Lord has come, the, the scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. What he's saying right there is, I am the fulfillment of the spirit of the Lord coming, and I want you to know why the spirit of the Lord came, to bring good news, to pronounce freedom, to shred some things, to deal with some things. My people have been troubled and plagued since the fall of mankind. I never set it up for them to be subject to futility. I built them in my image, created them in my likeness, gave them an assignment and a purpose, and everything has unraveled. I've come to deal with that which is unraveling. Yeah. So, let's keep moving. Jesus shreds. Um, actually, before we get into Matthew, I want to go into Colossians. I said we were going to spend some time in Colossians. I want to read real quick Colossians 1, 6, and then 9 through 14. We're going to have a bunch of Bible reading this morning. Is that all right? We highly encourage you to read the Bible for yourself. Very often, um, we depend on the church or the pastor to pray for us or the pastor to read the scriptures for us. No, no, no. At Awaken, we want you to read the word. We want you to be in prayer. We want you to be a person who hears from God for yourself. He was talking about good news, this good news preached to the poor. Here he is again in Colossians. This same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It's bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives. Just as it changed your lives from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete 
knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. just want you to know, if you are a believer in the good news, which is Jesus coming into your life, what will happen is from the inside out you'll be transformed, but eventually your life will begin to produce good fruit that is an indicator of the good root system rooted in Christ, rooted in his love, born of his likeness, and therefore I produce after my own kind, okay? Let's keep moving here. You will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance, wow, and the patience you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he rescued us. He shredded darkness. He rescued us from the kingdom of darkness, transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. That's solid right there. Okay. Next. Can you, can you handle a little more scripture? I love the word of God. We love the word of God here at Waken. Oh, my gosh. We love it here. Okay. This is, now we're going into Matthew. And we're, we're talking about, remember, the definition is to cut or to shred, to, to, to cut something, to demolish something. At noon, darkness fell across the, the whole land until 3 o'clock. At about 3 o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Then Jesus shouted again, and he released his spirit. Remember, he came filled with the spirit, the spirit that was upon him, to pronounce good news, this same good news that we're preaching today, the same power. He released his spirit, and his spirit was so powerful that at that moment, the curtain was shredded. The curtain represented the law, legalism, which meant you had to do all these legal requirements, which you never could do enough to access the presence of God. And he said, I did enough. I actually shredded the legal requirement for you to access God. I paid the full price. I paid in full. And therefore, I destroyed what separates you from God. I shredded it, destroyed it, demolished it. It will never be put back together. Oh, my gosh. Pretty wild. At that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top, top, that means it was initiated by heaven. There was no chance for you to rip it from the bottom up. It had to be, it had to be by God, from God, for God. Yeah. Top to bottom. Okay, we're almost done with the scripture reading, but we got a couple more. Back in Colossians, which I encourage you to get into. When you came to Christ, this is Colossians 2, 11 through 15. When you came to Christ, you were circumcised. Another word for circumcised is cut. 
okay, which again is the definition of shred. You were circumcised, but not by a physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature. That means you have a nature that has an appetite for this world. And Christ realized that the law or legalism or religion would never give you the ability to overcome a drive or an appetite for dark things. The only thing that could change that is him shredding its power and then putting his spirit, his power shredding spirit in you. Okay. The cutting away of your sinful nature, for you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. You were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away, not yet shredded. Jesus shreds. He came to shred. He was born to be shredded on our behalf so that he could shred everything that kept us from God's promises. You were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all our sins, canceled the record of the charges against us, and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed, he destroyed, another word for shred, he destroyed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them. It's interesting. He became, the crucifixion was actually, there wasn't any part of you that wasn't destroyed or shredded through crucifixion. You were physically shredded. You were emotionally shredded. You were embarrassed, shamed. There was nothing about the crucifixion that was uh, anything but the shredding of all hu- of your human elements. And Jesus came to be shredded and then overcame it, rose, and I just love, I specifically love that he shamed the power of darkness. That's Colossians 2, 11 through 15. Wow. All right. So what are we going to do today on Shredder Sunday? And um, I wanted to talk a little bit. Now, I, you guys know this. If God's been speaking to me, there's an acronym in there. Shred is the acronym. I was... Uh, with Jeremy beforehand, we were praying, and I just felt the word shred over him. And he said, put, put it on my stomach, if you would. <laughs> yeah. Charlie's like, I want in on some of that. I said, you know what, I want, I want in on some of that, too. <laughs> we got the word shred. and So that we're going to go through, I'm going to give you all of these, okay, and then we're going to zip through them, and then basically... The, the S that is in shred is the spirit is the shredder. So Jesus came full of the Holy Spirit, and when he released his spirit, that's what shred. And then remember what he said when he, when he rose from the dead. He had commanded his disciples to go up in the upper room and wait for what? Wait for the Holy Spirit to come and fill you. The same spirit that was in him, he wanted in you. And he said, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. That's, a, that's encouraging for you. If you haven't been filled or baptized with the power of the Holy Spirit, don't leave until you've been filled with the same spirit, the only spirit that will give you power over a sinful nature. 
The spirit is the shredder. The H, and, and this is where I'm going to start to get into the things that I want you to be writing down, okay? And I, I, don't, I don't believe you necessarily need to write down 700 things to come and shred. I actually sometimes think the linchpin is one or two things that God will highlight in your heart, in your life, that you don't want to go into this next year with, okay? You didn't ask for it, but it's there. It's something that happened to you, something that happens through you, but you're just tired of it and you need help. And so we're going to go through four things. We talked about that Jesus is the shredder, okay? Um, Not staples, sorry. Jesus is the shredder. And what we want to do now, though, is use the rest of this acronym to identify a few things that you can write down. And then, believe it or not, I'm going to finish preaching early so that we can access the altar and access, honestly, the spirit shredder. The spirit of God is here to address things that are in our nature or that have happened to us, and and I'm going to talk through those right now. So the first. Spirit shredder is the S. The H is it's hope's hour. Oh, my gosh. If there's anything that I have seen that has been dashed, it's hope. In fact, a lot of us have lost hope. In fact, when God spoke to Ezekiel, one of my favorite prophets, he said, what do you see? He said, I see a valley of dry bones. Dry bones represented all hope has been lost. He says, I want you to prophesy to those bones, an army. Interesting, usually on the other side of hopelessness, if you let God shred hopelessness and breathe life and put hope back in you, you get your fight back, you get your faith back, you get your courage back, but oftentimes you'll, you'll, you'll wonder, why have I lost my fight? Why have I lost my faith? Oftentimes it's, I've lost my hope. My hopes have been dashed. My hopes have taken a hit, and God is always bringing hope into your world. And so I guess my question for you is, where have you lost some hope? Where have you lost some hope? You look shredded. We even asked him to come up a little early just so that I would be reminded. (laughs) Even right now, I just ask the Holy Spirit to begin to speak to you and speak to us. Listen, just because I'm up here preaching doesn't mean I don't have a few things that I want to shred. We as a community and as a family, we do business. We do business with God. Like, we address things that are in the way of us accessing him. And so this is an opportunity to not go into next year with some things that you're tired of. So where have you lost hope? I would wrote a couple things down here. Is it maybe finding that somebody special, tired of waiting, losing some hope? Maybe it's financial. This has been a tricky season financially. For a lot of people, it has. <laughs> Just a season that has left us questioning. The last thing that you, the most dangerous thing that you can lose is hope. And, and, and what I love about 
Jake, what you shared was you were given news that really worked against your hope and your desire to do good things and and all it's 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 hard enough in the winter in the solar business but when you begin to take away and listen all of us are going to be faced with things that dash our hope but if you lose hope what happens is you don't get up and fight you don't get up and process you don't get up and call your emerge captain you don't get up you don't show up at men's prayer you don't show up at men's prayer when you've lost hope but what we have to do is refine our hope But we do that by shredding hopelessness and despair. My question is, where have you lost hope? You don't got to dig forever, but find maybe one area where you've lost some hope. The next is, well, first, Jesus shreds hopelessness and despair. I just want you to know that. It's one of the things he deals the best with is hopelessness and despair. The next is relationship, the R, relationship restored. The number one relationship that Jesus came to fix and the number one thing he came to shred was the distance between us and God. He addressed that. But if you look at the cross, there's vertical, a vertical beam, which represents our relationship with God. And he did shred our access, anything that was hindering our access to him. But the cross is also horizontal. That means there's relationships that take a hit in life. And, you know, I asked Isabella if I could share this. And, and, you know, many of us are still dealing with the PTSD of COVID. And it, it wasn't just the fact that a pandemic showed up on the planet and people wanted to force vaccinate us. And, but it was the, the real PTSD wasn't that. The real PTSD is the division it created. And I mean people we loved all of a sudden, we were like on war terms with. We're fighting terms with. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die on this hill. I'm going to die on the vaccine hill. I'm just telling you, that, that was like the polarization, and it was a tactic and a plan of our media. It was, it was all strategy. But one of the things that happened to Isabella in that season that she was sharing real quickly about was, her sister was on the other side and forbid Isabella to have any access to her kids. These are her nieces and locked them in a house for two years. And, and listen, this was the truth they were being told. This, it's not like they're evil people out there. They're just, depending on what you listen to and what your truth is and where your source of information comes, determines what you believe about what you're going through. Be very careful what you source for truth. But what happened was she sent a very difficult, nasty um, voicemail to Bella. And it, was, it brought a massive rift between their family. And so what was so powerful about this last Christmas is that rift was restored. She got to take her nieces to the Nutcracker. Jake was at the Nutcracker too? Oh. Oh, okay. You weren't invited this year. Um, Jake's a cultured man. He's not afraid of the ballet. He was in. <laughs> I went to the Nutcracker with Melissa at one time, and I was looking around, and you always can catch a guy that doesn't want to know what's going on. Like, 
what is this mouse king? Like, I don't even know what this is. But, uh, but you know, I was asking Isabella, what was the one thing you had to shred? If we could apply it to, to this message, she said, I had to shred that, voice mem- that voicemail. You see, I could have just kept it and rehearsed it because it was harsh. It was cutting. It was, it was manipulative. It was borderline abusive. From a sister she shared a room with growing up. And here this COVID comes and divides this family. And, and she's the odd one out. And I don't know, you know, Jeff Rakowski, Claudia's back here. You can remember in, her, in your company, the Fortune Builders, that, you know, he took a stand. And, I mean, they crucified him. I show love people that whether you like me or not, I'm going to stick to my core values. However, there's been fallout that comes through the damage, the PTSD of that season. And we're coming into a time where people are going to begin to have the post-traumatic stress disorder that accompanies seasons of high trauma. And if we don't know how to shred, whether it was a harsh voice um, mail from somebody or, or something, maybe it was an email, instead of deleting it, you've just been rehearsing it. And the more you read it, the more stewed you get. God wants to shred everything that's keeping you from relational health with him first, with him first, but also with family. And listen, it's hard to keep relationships intact in the world we're in. Offenses are coming, and if you don't learn how to process pain, difficulty, disappointment, and trauma well, you will be crippled and you will not access the promise of God. And so Shredder Sundays, you might need to write a person down. There might be something you've been meditating on, and that other person isn't even thinking about you, but you can't stop thinking about them. Maybe it's time to shred. The E is expectation exchange. And this is where I wanted to write down, what's the biggest disappointment? What's the biggest disappointment? Disappointments take us out. Something that happened recently or maybe in your life that you weren't expecting, got the rug pulled, and you're disappointed. And it's hurting. Listen, what we don't do is we don't call bad things good. Oh, you know, it's under the blood, brother. Just speak life. Yeah, we speak life, but we also deal with things that hurt. And we bring them to the cross and we exchange where our expectations were unmet. You want to know the number one thing that takes marriages out is usually not some big catastrophic moment. It's unmet expectations over time where disappointment begins to set in. Listen, all of us have experienced disappointment somewhere. I read a great story. A, a good friend of mine, Oscar Barba, me and Josiah, and Josiah's on a great track, wants to play pro in Europe. But my good friend, Oscar Barba's son, had signed at 19 with a, a Mexican team called uh Pajanga. It's one of the top teams in um, Mexican La Liga. And they cut him at 19 and sent him back. And But he didn't lose hope, but he was very disappointed by getting cut, you know. And, and the problem is, is you got kids now making it into the Premier League at like 17 years old. And here you are at 19, cut from the Mexican La Liga. And, and you know what I mean? Like disappointing. Like it, it, it's not like it was a good news. You got cut. It was difficult news. It was disappointing news. But what I love about about, um, Austin is he didn't let the disappointment take him out. Disappointment can take you out. 
And I guarantee life is going to be full of some disappointments. Some things you were believing for, they didn't go as you thought. Some things you were expecting, they didn't happen the way you had planned them. And here you are on the other side of something you were not expecting, and now you're living with the disappointment of it. Don't let disappointment take you out. Jesus shreds disappointment. But you have to bring it to him and let him have access to it. But I just saw a picture of uh, Austin. He just got signed by a club um, called Leon. Really good club at 20. And the pathway wasn't how he thought it was going to look. And you know what I've discovered about the, the call of God? It usually doesn't look the way you thought it was going to look. In fact, the higher the calling, usually the more disappointments along the way. Because God can use disappointment to work things in your heart, to heal your heart, to restore your heart, to get your trust back into him. Look at anyone. I, I, I can't find a biblical hero who didn't have a journey of disappointment. But if you don't learn how to shred disappointment and bring your disappointment to the disappointment shredder, you will live with it. And then disappointment will begin to dictate your future instead of letting hope, faith come back in. Finally, last one, debt dismissal. And I, it's not how you see it. Yeah, Jesus did come to bring good news to the poor. But in those days, the poor, it's not like in America where no matter where you are in America, you pretty much can find a way you can, there's something you can do, okay? Poverty in those days was, you're born into it. There's no escape from it. It's systemic. And um, it basically meant you were owned by somebody else. You belonged to somebody else. That means you weren't able to call your own shots. You didn't have freedom. You were a slave. You were indentured. You were you belonged to somebody else, and Jesus wants you to belong to him. So good news to the poor is you don't need to belong to earthly masters. You need to come into relationship with me. But that's not really the debt dismissal I want to talk about. In the 30 years of being a Christian, the thing that has kept me from the promises of God more than anything is not forgive debts that I needed forgiven. It's debts that I needed to forgive. And I have not seen one thing hinder the power of God, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, healing, miracles, more than unforgiveness. And usually you say that word and there's one person that pops to mind. <laughs> one situation that just, you know what, you forgave them last year and here they are again. They just keep circling around your life because they're responsible for a lot of your misery. Usually there's somebody that's disappointed us. They say about bitterness is like drinking poison but expecting the person that hurt you to die. <laughs> but you're the one who's dying. And so my question is, listen, you don't need a list of 7,000 people that have wronged you, but there might be one in this season. Don't go into this next season harboring or holding on to debts. Now let me just tell you what forgiveness is real quick. It's actually forgiving a debt. That means this person 
should have treated me better. Not, not just the negative thing they did to me, but they were actually responsible to put good things in my life. And they didn't. And now I don't have, I'm bankrupt of the good things that life is demanding of me and I'm needing God and I don't have access. So I, I, I go to my account and there's no funds in the account to fund what God is needing from me as a parent, as a boss, as a leader. And so therefore I have to forgive the person that didn't put into my account the confidence, the, the, the health, the modeling that I needed. And so forgiveness is releasing those that owe me still. Who owes you? Forgiveness is not saying, well, they tried their best. It's actually saying, no, I needed this. They didn't give it to me. But I'm going to forgive them. I'm releasing them of owing me anything anymore. And now I'm looking back to Christ to replenish that which I still need. The problem with forgiveness is I still need it. I still need what's missing. I still need what's broken. I still need what, what, what isn't whole. I just am no longer looking to you anymore as the person I'm going to get it from. Thinking someday you're going to wake up and apologize. Thinking someday you're going to wake up and pay me back. Thinking someday you're going to wake up and love me. Thinking someday you're going to wake up and see me. Thinking someday you're going to wake up and promote me. No, my, all my hope is no longer in you. I forgive you. It hurt. It sucked. You should have been there. It should have been different. You shouldn't have done that. However, I release you. I release every debt. I forgive you. Not out of hopelessness that it's gone forever, but I'm shifting my hope back to God and saying, God, I'm looking to you to replenish what's been missing. I need you to send resources, but I am no longer looking to. Okay, we did it. We're going to turn on these. Are they, they're already on. I want to see what it's like. Now, what we want you to do, we're going we're to have the worship team up. Go ahead, bring the whole team up. I'd love for you guys to play through um, good plans if you could. And, and it's not going to take, we're not going to turn it into a massive, like, you know, time. You're going to come up with your own, you know, disappointment, uh, loss of hope, the person you need to forgive. There might just be one person on here. And you're, you're not shredding them. <laughs> what you're saying is, I'm releasing what is owed me. Oh, you feel that power on Doesn't need to take a long time. But what we want you to do, all we ask, be authentic. Bring something up you don't want to carry into 2023. God has probably already highlighted something. Why don't, why don't we all stand? We'll have our uh, prayer team up here, and, and uh, we'll just say a quick prayer over you. It's not going to be like, you know, 17-minute long deliverance session. It's just going to be a release, a release. But we want everybody to participate. Even if it's just one of those four things. But God, I just say, Holy Spirit, I thank you for a free people. I thank you, Jesus, that you came to shred some stuff. I thank you that your whole mission was to shred the power of darkness that kept us from your best. 
and we get into agreement with you, Holy Spirit, and we choose to shred some things that we've been carrying around that we don't need to, that you never intended us to carry around. And what I pray is that you lean into God and you begin to trust him with something you don't want to carry. You, you draw near to him with this step of faith and he will draw near to you by be, beginning to bring life into that area and opening up that area for him to move. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.